You're listening to the Drifting Pretty Podcast, a podcast that inspires you to turn your dreams into achievable goals. Welcome to the Drifting Pretty Podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Sue, and this is our second and final bonus episode of the season. Over the last couple episodes, your questions have been trickling in from the voicemail lines, and today we're going to get them answered. So let's get this started. Okay, so very first person I'm going to call is our very first guest of the season, Linda. So here we go. I'm going to give her a call. Hello? Hi, Linda. It's Nadine. Hey, Nadine. What's up? Do you do you have a second? Yep. Okay, so I'm going to record this and we're doing some Q&A. Are you good? Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> hate to put you on the spot, but you know, that's how we roll in Drifting Pretty. So um, I'm going to play you some voicemail messages and then if you could just answer them, that'd be great. Okay, so uh, here's the first one. This is Sarah from Chino. My question for the Drifting Pretty Ladies is, what drives you? And I know that sounds cheesy, but what drives you to keep getting up every time you fail, every time things are hard? What is it that gets you up in the morning and keeps you moving? So that's my question. I'm going to get a little bit serious here. Bye. Pretty deep, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so you're on the spot, Linda. I know, what comes like, to mind? I'm like thinking about it. Um, <laughs> I think what drives me is that I feel like life is too short. And it's too short to not do anything when you get up, you know? And so that mindset makes me like, okay, what am I going to do today? Because if you don't do anything, you're just wasting your life away and all of that. So I just, just think that if you think that life is too short, then you're willing to to get up every day with a very happy mindset. Hmm. Okay. I like it. All right. So here's the next one. Hi, my name is Julie, and I'm from Stanton, California. I had a question for Linda. What was your favorite car of all time? Um, I think she said, what was your favorite car of all time? Of all time, I think my favorite is the RX-7, the FD one. <laughs> Someone else, I, oh my gosh, I, a lot of people tell me that. I think Benson even likes that one too. And, and for those of you, well, those of our listeners who don't know what that is, can you explain what an FD RX-7 is? So that's the, I don't even, actually, I don't even know what year is it from. <laughs> But it's it's a type of a a body that's different from because so there's like two arc sevens I believe right there's three oh there is <laughs> gosh I'm terrible at this <laughs> but I guess I only know the FC and the FD and it's pretty much the the body style of it I really really love and I think that's why mostly I like it um, even though like all my cars are like uh, piston engine this one is you know, rotary. But I just, there's just something with the body that I really, really love. Yeah. That's why you I like, like. So Linda likes the newest 
Mazda RX-7, which isn't really new. I I don't know it either. I think it's between a 93 and a 96, something like that. I Don't get mad at me, rotary people. I, I don't know, but it's mid-90s RX-7 is what she likes. And that's like the last years that they made the RX-7, and it's just this iconic Mazda. I'm with you on that. I, I really like that car, too. <laughs> yeah, and every time I see it on the street, I was like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. <laughs> I know. I, I feel the same. I feel the same. I used to date a guy that had an FD. And I think I dated him just because he had an FD, not because he was like good dating material. <laughs> See, I want to sit on his car. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Dark secrets. But I like Benson for who he is. And, and I, I liked his car, too. <laughs> okay. Um, and then... I'm going to say that I have a question for you. And I didn't call in the voicemail lines, but I want you to tell me how life is being a single mother lately in the pandemic. Like, I kind of want an update from you. Like, how are things been? I feel like it's been really good because, like, my daughter, she's doing virtual learning. And I don't need to take her to school. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, there's not not much work. And the thing is, like, she's old enough. So, you know, she's able to be so self-sufficient and teach herself. And I don't even need to do anything. How old is Jalen now? She's 12. Oh, my gosh. Time is flying. Yeah. (laughs) Is she she doing good on distance learning? Like, how does that work? Like, I feel like some kids are good at it and some kids are, like, super distracted. She's pretty good. She has, like, a, a set schedule. Um... Yeah, she's pretty, she's on it. And then I know how she's doing because, you know, her grades are online. So I see it immediately. Yes. Technology these days. (laughs) There's no hiding from mom. And then um, my follow-up question, uh, my other one is, I I want an update. Like, how have you been on the dating scene? Like, have you been able to date? Because I know Rochelle was kind of talking about (laughs) dating in the pandemic. And you've been single. Like, how, how have things been for you? I I actually just recently downloaded the dating app. <laughs> oh, what dating app? Do I need to t- say it? <laughs> oh no, I know. Then everyone's gonna like look you up. Um. Okay. Okay. I'll keep that anonymous. <laughs> uh. But I'm I'm on two actually. <laughs> Odds are, yeah, the listeners might be on them too. <laughs> okay. And how's how's it going? I feel like it's pretty good. I I have a lot of friends first dates um how do you date like distance date like like do you do you see i actually them? i actually meet up with them but uh-huh. then like of course we have our mask so and i'm a, i'm a pretty i'm like a kind of a germaphobe too so i wash my hand all the time and, and even when we're eating actually when we're eating that's when you take off your mask so yeah so you go eat with these guys yes nice i'm eating I jog with one of them before. Oh. You're like, yo, if you can't keep up, then no bueno. <laughs> it's actually kind of hard to talk to somebody when you're jogging. Then after a yeah. while, we just started walking and talking. Oh. But I think that's... That's, the thing is, like, I, I don't know how to say no. Like, what do you mean, like, you don't know how to say no? <laughs> or, like, I don't want to talk to you again. Like, I don't want a second oh. date. Oh, well, can't you just ghost them? <laughs> just block them. I think I eventually not stop responding, but just slowly respond back. (laughs) 
Oh, I know that's kind of hard because they get emotionally invested. This is funny that you and I are having this conversation because I feel like a dude would be like, yo, I got to let her go because it's not working out. But now like you're the dude kind of <laughs> You're like, I don't know how to tell him. I don't want to I don't want to see him anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I don't I don't like to ghost people either. Like if they're going to, you know, send me a message, I would message back. Oh, I'm when I was dating, I was a total ghoster. I would just freaking disappear. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I guess so, I I just feel bad. So I don't, I don't like I don't know, but I feel um, like I feel like I'm learning. Okay, because I've only okay. been like a month into this. <laughs> I think it's similar to like being a boss and firing people. Like my first fire was that was really hard. It's like how do you have this very difficult conversation, right? See, <laughs> very difficult conversation to have. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. So, yeah. Things just aren't working out. It's it's not you, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Do people really still say that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but that sounds like a really good one. I like that one. It's not you. Yeah, there was one that says, uh, that asked me, um, kind of like, I wasn't sure, but do you want to hang out again? And then I didn't respond like immediately, but the next day he messaged me and he said, I guess that's a no. And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot to respond. <laughs> and then I was like, uh, yeah, I don't think there's any chemistry. So that was my first one that I actually Ooh, did burn. something Direct. Back. Direct burn. No chemistry, buddy. Well, I mean, if he wasn't sure, then obviously there's like not a lot there. Because I feel like when there's fireworks, it's pretty obvious, right? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay because it's, it's a first date, so you're trying to get to know each other, and okay, you okay, don't know if it's, that's fair, you know. I don't know, Linda. I feel like the first date, you either hit it off or you don't, and like that's it. Like, you know, you see them and you're like, I feel the connection, I'm attracted, like there's fireworks, this is good. Or if you don't feel it, then it's like not the right one. Like, I don't know, that's my stance, but I mean, not like I date, but I guess maybe because I have high standards or something, but. Or I'm impatient. But that's the thing. Like, all my exes, I never found them attractive to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> like, we became friends, you know, and talk. And then eventually I grew feelings. Maybe that's the problem. So you're saying I should feel it immediately when I meet them. That's right. Or cut it off. Because uh, the other way has not worked for you. <laughs> They're your exes. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Epiphany on the Drifting Pretty Q&A podcast here. <laughs> I hope my exes are not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, just it wasn't you. It was her. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Okay, that's cool. Well, I feel like I have a pretty good update from you, Linda. And I think we covered some really good ground. And now, like... Maybe we've broken some new ground and you've made this realization that you're going to change <laughs> your way of dating. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, call me crazy, but maybe give it a shot. Why not? Since you're so good at letting people go now. <laughs> that was very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your first is hard. Then the rest is like probably pretty easy. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure with time it'll get easier. Heartbreaker. I'm going to call you Heartbreaker from now on. Yo, Heartbreaker. I mean, Linda. <laughs> okay.
right. All right, Linda, I'll let you go. You might have um, some more messages on the dating app. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. See you later. Okay. It's so good talking to you. I will catch you later. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Okay. That was awesome. Maybe Linda's going to change her ways. We'll see. We'll have to get another update from Linda next time. But anyway, I have another group of people I want to call. And you know what? Do you guys remember Party Line from back in the day? Like I used to call and I'd get in trouble because I'd always get busted because it costs extra money to like do Party Line on your phone. But I would do it and I would call a group of like three friends. So we're going to try that right now. And I'm going to call, let's see, I'm going to call Julie, Rochelle, and Sarah. And let's see if we could do it. So um, I'm going to give the girls a call. So here we go. Hello. 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 Oh, nice. I got you guys all. Okay. My party line worked. Okay. So hey, you guys. How are you? Hi, guys. Oh, good. Awesome. It's, It's a good day. It's a good it's a day. Good day. <laughs> yes. It's a good day. I like it. I'm loving this fall weather. Like, I'm really feeling it. So, yes. All right. Well, hey, while I have you guys on the line, um, there's some questions that came in for you guys. And I just wanted to, you know, get you guys to answer it real quick. So, you guys have a few minutes, right? You guys are good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. yes. yes. Bring it on. You don't have a choice. Right. Um, okay. So I'm going to play um, voicemails for people. And, you know, one of the voicemails I got was like a general one for, for everybody. So I wanted to kind of go around the table and just get you guys to answer this. So I'm going to play the question. This is Sarah from Chino. My question for the Drifting Pretty Ladies is, what drives you? And I know that sounds cheesy, but what drives you to keep getting up? Every time you fail, every time things are hard, what is it that gets you up in the morning and keeps you moving? So that's my question. I'm going to get a little bit serious here. Bye. All right. Julie, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> oh, okay, this might sound cliche, but what drives me would probably be the fact that I still have a heartbeat. <laughs> So my heartbeat does. Um, I think it's like both physical and emotional and spiritual in a way. Um, you know, the fact that I'm still able to wake up the next day, that I'm so blessed to be alive. Um, I think that's what keeps me going. And obviously, like those around me, those who gave me that life, like my parents, my family, um, my friends, those who don't have the blessings that I have. Um, I kind of feel like it's in the end, it's all like for other people as well as myself and you know i'm placed on this earth i'm kind of spiritual but for a reason i might not know what it is but at the end of the day i do hope that whatever comes of my time here i've made the most of it oh that's nice you're so deep (laughs) i don't know if my question my answer is gonna be that deep uh let's go to rochelle what do you think okay well i mean I guess mine's more a little, it's a little more religious, I guess. Uh, I'd say just because I wake up every day, the reason why it moves me forward was because, like, God has a purpose for me to wake up and do things here on earth. So if I wake up every day, it's kind of like, all right, you have to do stuff today. So you do what you're supposed to be doing kind of thing. Not necessarily like what I have in the past is what moves me forward. It's what I am going to do today is what moves me forward because I'm here today. Yeah. You guys are going deep. Jeez. Okay. All right. Love um, it. 
Okay. So mine's a little bit different. And I, I actually, I agree too, um, you know, religiously, I, you know, I definitely believe in God and, and I know we're all put on this earth for a purpose. So I think that kind of leads into why, like what keeps me going. And there's several things that keep me going, right? Which is number one, my faith, right? Um, number two, my family. Um, I don't want to let my family down. And I feel like my purpose in life is, of course, to provide for my family, but set an example, like lead by example and leave a legacy for my family's name. So I'm driven to to kind of put a stamp that would inspire my family and, you know, countless other people, I hope, to to follow my footsteps and just do something different. And that that's really what drives me. Like, I just have this fire to just keep kind of walking up the steps, you know, just like keep moving on and like, okay, we've achieved that. Let's go again. Like, let's go try something different. Okay, let's try something more hardcore. Oh, you achieved that. And let's keep going on. And, you know, the goals become more lofty and, and like, it's gets so easy. I mean, I cover this in my podcast, kind of (laughs) repeating it, but in my episode, I, I talked about that a lot, but, but yeah, I think just that fuel to keep getting better so I can leave the baddest ass legacy possible. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. nice, nice. Sarah, what about you? Oh, me. Okay. I didn't think I was going to have to answer. The, the, well, anyway. <laughs> okay. But um, when I think about this, uh, what gets me up in the morning, it is, I, I have a bunch of these tattoos, right? And one of them I got a long time ago on the back of my neck. It's the infinity symbol. Like a the normal, car? Well, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to it in a second. Uh-huh. A normal person would see it, and it looks like just a normal infinity symbol, you know. But maybe an RX-7 person will see, and it's the infinity RX-7 specifically, like that (laughs) symbol. Here she goes. (laughs) I know, I had to put this in there, but the idea at the time was that, you know, it's we want to go to the reaches of who we are. We want to do become the best person that we are, do, you know do things that we've never done before and just keep pushing our own limits. And that was a long time ago that I got this tattoo. And I went and got this new one, which still is the same idea. And it's like, um, I'm not going to say in Japanese because I can't pronounce it, but <laughs> it's translated to never stop challenging. Ooh. And that idea is what I have to keep myself like thinking about every day. Because there's, everything's going to be hard, no matter how, you know, no matter how good, how bad you have it, like everything will be hard. So you just never, never stop. That's, I like that, that's, it. Just, that's it. Never stop challenging. <laughs> never stop challenging. And in Japanese, I don't even know how to say that in Japanese. Um, <laughs> that's like very well, I complicated. I can't read it, but it's supposed to be Akunaki Chosen, I think. Akunaki Chosen. Something. Yes. Something. Something. Like <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. I love it. Okay. Thank you, guys. Everyone's answer is so different, and I, I love this. Okay. Um, I'm going to go down the list. Uh, let's see here. And so next, I have a question for Sarah. And Sarah, I'm going to play that for you right now. Here we go. Hi, this is Julie from Stanton, California. I had a question for Sarah. Sarah, I'm trying to lose weight, and I'm trying to slim down. Um, what recommendations do you have coming from somebody who's so into fitness and, you know, got 
all of this down. Thank you. Bye, Sarah. I want to know this too. <laughs> well, okay, we have the fast and easy answer, or we can have the long, slow, but lifelong answer, which that's the hardest part about convincing people to do it the, the right way is that it's going to take a while. And when it comes to fitness and like losing weight, a lot of it, it has to do with changing your habits daily and really knowing what the heck it is that you're doing every day. That is causing you to like hang on to the weight that you want to lose. And one of the things that I want people to do at first is start a food journal. Just really like be honest with yourself. What are you eating all the time? And then you can go find out like, oh, I'm packing on the pounds because of all this stuff that I'm eating. I know, I know you could be like, oh, obvious. I'm eating like cake and cheeseburgers and maybe you're a foodie, this person who's asking this question <laughs> and loves like um, just all the stuff. But you know what? You don't have to be a hardcore, like clean eating person all the time to reach and maintain a, like an awesome aesthetic that you're going for. Like. I, I, this is such a long answer. I don't know how to be concise with it, to be honest, because I could go on and on about this. In a nutshell, you want to know what you're doing today. And the, the things that you'd be surprised that I only work out hard three days a week and I only eat super healthy, maybe 50, 70 percent of the time. You don't have to eat clean all the time because what, what do you really want to do? You want to live a nice, full life and happy and enjoy food with your family and enjoy all the really good stuff. But you don't like one of the ideas is you don't have to go hardcore all the time and you can still be fine. Ooh, this sounds quite achievable. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm I'm kind of doing that right now. It's like during the week, <laughs> I like to eat kind of. Kind of eating my cheeseburgers and cake, you know. No, no, no. <laughs> you order the burger, but no cheese. I just my had a pizza <laughs> last night. And, you know, I'm, I'm fine, but you don't have pizza every day. You can still yeah. like, you know, the idea is like once you get all these really good habits and do them most of the time, it's very sustainable to like to be what you want. Okay. I can live with that. I like mm -hmm. that. This is, that's a good one, Sarah. Like, I feel like it's just so, it sounds so easy. And I think they sell, do they sell food journals on Amazon? Apps are the best way for this. Oh, apps. Yeah. Okay. Got it. You know what's one thing that I learned from Sarah about fitness was she said you start little like baby steps. Yeah, something like how you don't go full in and like if you're gonna exercise, exercise once a week and then next week maybe yeah. go twice a week and then the week after go three times a week and then pretty soon you're just going all the time. That is dead right. Yeah. That was one thing I learned. I was like, ah, okay, cool. I can do only one time this week. <laughs> no, it's true. And sometimes yeah. like if you only have time for one time, it's better than yeah. no time. Yeah. And I, I think like that's how we create good habits is we just repeat them and we start slowly. Like I like that. Like I can do that. And um, yeah, exactly. slow, slow and steady wins the race, guys. Well, <laughs> not the car race. But, I mean, um, I know we like to dive deep into those corners, you know, steel apexes and whatnot. <laughs> Stuffing like this is actually it's it's a slow roll. And then once you get there, oh, you can go fast. Then yeah. you can then you can haul ass. <laughs> nice. Then you can floor it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you, Sarah. That was a really good answer. And I think super relatable for everybody here. Because I think I feel like most of us females, we it's never good enough. And we always want to lose some sort of weight. So I feel like this was a really good question. So okay. All right. Okay, Sarah. So I have two more questions for you. So I'm going to go on with the next one. So here we go. 
Hi, this question is for Sarah. Sarah, I'm sorry to hear that when you opened up to a friend uh, during your dependency with alcohol that you were shut down and didn't get the support that you needed. So my question to you is, what should someone say or how should someone help when a friend dealing with an issue like that comes up to you? And also, too, um, what are the signs and what should we look out for and how should we reach out if we're trying to reach out in the first place to someone who's dealing with something? Thanks. Bye. Ooh, that is a heavy question or this heavy, heavy set of questions. Um, I think we should give everybody some context, too, because if you guys haven't listened to Sarah's episode, shame on you. But that's okay. You can go back and listen to Sarah's episode if you want to pause this. But in Sarah's episode, um, she did reveal to us for the first time that she was having problems with alcoholism and how she's gotten through it. She's currently still getting through it, but she has been sober for how long is it now, Sarah? Um, I've officially hit a year. Oh my gosh, one year. Mm-hmm. So Praise. I love this. <laughs> Congratulations. 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 That's great. <laughs> so uh, she's been sober for one year. So so this question kind of ties into that episode. So Sarah, I know this is like a heavy hitting question, but like, yo, it's a good one. Oh, I mean, what are your thoughts? Like the thoughts are what really happened was when when I had this encounter with this person, what came out of it was that I avowed never to turn my back on anybody who is showing signs of depression or is just struggling or saying some like, you know, some sketchy thoughts like, dude, I need you to not do anything stupid. Come and talk to me. Like, please call me. I'd rather talk to you than deal with something, you know, really bad or see something bad happening to you. And when someone comes to you with like having like some kind of issue like this, have an open mind because maybe they're not acting like who they normally are. There's maybe they're acting in ways that they're not what you expect them to be. Um, you might know this person really well and all of a sudden they're they're just, just being really bizarre, having just really negative attitudes that maybe rub you the wrong way. And it's just so important to learn to recognize the signs of depression in other people but the problem with, with that is that the biggest challenge is sometimes you just don't know. It's, it's so hard. Um, so you just got to just do your best to be a good listener. Do your best to just hear people out. Let people talk. There's this book I read. It was called uh, Lost Connections. I think Johan something. I don't remember the name of the author, but Lost Connections was the name of the book. And my favorite thing in the, that book was the cure for depression is connection. So you want to connect with people. If somebody is depressed, they probably feel really alone. Don't let them feel alone. That's one of the biggest things. So um, to answer the other question, what was it? Um, It was, how do you approach somebody who is dealing with something like this? While it's important that the other person makes the first move, sometimes an intervention is needed. And that's so hard. I I don't know what the answer to that is. Sarah, what are the signs? Like she asked, you know, what are the signs and what sh- what warning signs should we look out for, you know, 
if we think someone is dealing with alcoholism or I guess depression, as I feel like they're kind of intertwined with each other, really. They are. Um, it's it's a challenge, especially when it's like high functioning depression, high functioning alcoholism, when someone on the outside looks like they're doing ha- and having such a great time. They look all the pictures look happy. You, you see the their Kurt Cobain photos. You see the no, the, especially the um, oh, what's his name? Um, Robin Williams photos. You know, the guy looks so happy, but he he killed himself. Like, how do you know? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know the answer to that question. Um, to People me, are real shifty, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> to me, the signs are, it's not really signs, but it is, don't, don't forget to talk to your friends. Don't forget to check in. Even if you're one of those people like me who is generally, I like to keep to myself and just be, you know, um, like I'm not a social butterfly, if you will. Like, it's just take the time to check in if you can, because you don't know who's suffering in silence every day and coming home. You know, you just that's that's all I can say, because it's just so hard. So many people are just so unhappy and they never want to talk about it. Agreed. I don't know how to end this on a happy note. Just talk to your friends, guys. Talk to your friends, (laughs) especially right now. You know, the time we're going through, going through COVID, don't be those people that just get locked up in the house and don't talk to anyone. It's good. And I feel like it's self-care anyway to just get mm-hmm. put yourself out there and be like, hey, friend, how are you doing? Did you want to grab a distance boba? You know, something like that. Like, it's good on both ends, really. Yeah. So. And like, if you ever meet somebody who shoots you down for asking for help. Which is what happened to you. Try not to be angry with them because they probably just don't know any better and they couldn't tell that you're having such a hard time. Perhaps you just got to let go of that person for for just permanently. But don't don't hold on to that grudge cuz it will it will really hurt you if you hold on to it. So just just let them go and it'll be all good. They're all your life now. <laughs> wow, Sarah. Jeez, you're so strong. Like gosh. All right, let's let's Switch gears. Let's do one more uh, question, Sarah. This is your last question. Um, oh, this is going to be <laughs> um, for you. Little popular. Yes. So here we go. This is going to be lighter. Here we go. Hey, ladies. So this is Justin from Van Nuys, California. I have a question specifically for Sarah. Actually, I have three. And uh, hopefully I answer all three. If not, just one. That's fine. Pick, take your pick. First question. Where did the name Faye from Faye Racing come from? Number two, what is your dream track and what is your dream car? And number three, I know that's two. Uh, Number three, if you could relive a day in your life, what day would that be? Okay, that's my three. Hopefully you're cool enough to answer all of them. If not, pick the best one and look forward to hearing the next podcast. Thanks a lot. Take care and thank you so much for your support and all your enthusiasm in car racing and all that stuff. Okay, bye. Awesome. Hi, Justin. Thanks for... Some very exciting questions. I love them. I'm definitely going to answer all three of them. So of course you are. Definitely. <laughs> so um, first one was, where did uh, Faye Racing come from? And that's actually a pretty straightforward, non, non-exciting question or answer. Um, it was, uh, Sarah Faye is my actual first name. So Sarah Racing kind of sounded dumb. So I just said <laughs> Faye Racing. That sounded way better. So that's really that's really all it is. Today, 
with all my endeavors into like fitness and everything, I kind of jerry-rigged into it like Faye Racing. Oh, fitness and excellence in racing. But that's kind of just an afterthought. (laughs) (laughs) But it's your brand. It is. I love it. Like, so the origin story was just that that's it. And I just wanted to come up with a cohesive name in the effort to come up with a get sponsors. Um, so that's how I came up with it. The second question, um, well, my dream car would be, of course, an FD RX-7. Personally, it has to be competition yellow mica. It would be great if it was an R1, but we joke that all I ever want are like white Mazdas, and that's generally correct, but the one exception would be a CYM FD. <laughs> and that's, that's my dream car. And, and, uh, and can you translate FDRX7 for those of us who don't know what the heck you're saying? What is? See the production years, Sarah. Well, <laughs> I'm a little rusty on those. Well, that would be like a 93, right? Yeah. Or is that 92? Uh, 92 no, or it would 93? be 93 to, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember the cutoff, but that would be my dream car. Um, if we want to get into really crazy, then I would, that, that's dream car like out of the factory. But if mm. I want to build something the way I really want, it would basically be um, probably my car. Take my car and throw four rotors in it. Which one? You have two cars. Uh, oh, Pig. take my FCRX7 and throw four rotors in it. <laughs> and, and your FCRX7 is a what year? It is a 90. It's a 1990 um, yes. Mazda RX-7. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys, for the the racer talk. And her mm-hmm. FD is a is a mid 90s um, Mazda RX-7, which is is just one of the most iconic factory race. I don't know sports mm. cars that Mazda manufactured and actually do not manufacture anymore today. So the RX-7 is history. It's a discontinued car, but it's just one of the most iconic. Once that that Mazda made. So just a little context for that, guys. My car is 30 (laughs) years old now. My God. Okay. Let's keep this answer going. What's your dream track? My dream track, actually, I've been on it many times now. And it was (laughs) going up to Laguna Seca. That really, really is my dream track. I'm so happy to be there every time. And honestly, I can't believe that I, I get to do that so often. Um, whereas maybe last year I would complain about how I never get to go. Yeah, I, I, for compared to some people, like that I've only gone there three times is like, or what, no, four times is like, oh, that's so little. But compared to others, wow, people have yet to go there their first time. So that's my dream track. And if you could relive a day in your life, what would that be? Hmm. Probably the day I bought my car. The the Miata? No, the day I bought, bought my your... RX-7. Oh, the day you bought your RX-7. And oh. the reason being would be, it, it would be more of a time travel question. Because if I were to go to that day as myself today and, you know, roll up and go to 88 miles per hour and end up over there. This is a Back to the Future reference for all of our listeners, please. So <laughs> if I ended up on that day and got to watch myself. I would say some some very exciting things to my myself at that time. <laughs> and I would say, dude, you're in for a ride. You're making the best choice of your life right now. You have no idea. And I I wouldn't say anything cuz you don't you don't want to mess with the time continuum and whatever, but I would just affirm to my 
um, 22. Yeah, I would affirm to my 22 year old self that this is going to be the best choice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Justin, for asking that very nice but lengthy question. But Justin, because you know, Sarah's so nice. She answered all of them. So thanks for your support, Justin. And thanks, we Justin. are going to go to the next question. So here we go. Hi, this is Julie from Stanton, California. And I had a question for Nadine. Nadine, can you please tell us what your day-to-day life is like? Um, like? Walk us through it. What time you wake up, what you're doing, when you're eating, and how your day ends. Because I know you have a lot of kids, and you own your own business, and you have a social life, and all this stuff. And I'm just trying to imagine what you do every day to fit all those things in 24 hours. All right. Thank you, Nadine. (laughs) Oh, that's a good question. Okay. So we'll walk through um, my day. Man, this is going to take a while. (laughs) (laughs) okay um so let's go with um current weekday um so it'll be like a monday so i'll wake up in the morning about 6 45 i'm a late riser i wish i could wake up earlier um so about 7 a.m i'm up with the kids getting them ready to go and um also get benson up and (laughs) tell him that he needs to leave and make sure that the kids are dressed and their teeth are brushed and make sure they have their backpacks and they leave with benson by 7 30 and he's out the door to go to his mom's house where they do their distance learning for school and where benson will work upstairs because he works remotely once they leave i will get dressed myself and go do yoga i love doing yoga in the mornings but usually i can only fit in like about 15 minutes or 20 minutes or something. So I'll do a nice morning yoga session. And then after that, um, I will brush my hair maybe and then uh, leave. And then I go to Starbucks and get my usual um, green iced tea and then a bantam bagel with uh, cream cheese on it. So good, like the classic bantam bagel. And then I will go into work and greet uh, my employee, Shirley, and she does the accounting stuff. And we'll do, um, we do a weekly status meeting for accounting and we do um, do updates, answer emails. And then I usually start on my emails, which are just people inquiring for photo shoots. <laughs> We're still early in the morning. Oh my gosh. And then I'll probably, you know, do emails, answer them, start on an edit. And um, then it's already lunchtime. And I'm an early luncher. I lunch at 11.30. And so we always um, eat at the same places and just do DoorDash. And I'm pretty lazy. And then after that, I'm usually shooting in the afternoon. So I can have anywhere from one to four shoots in the afternoon. Um, anywhere from 20 minutes to one hour each. Sometimes in the studio. Sometimes down the street at the park. Or sometimes uh, 25 minutes away at Santa Fe Dam. But I only shoot in like specific places to keep my time efficient and I don't know I do conference calls return calls after shoots and make sure I put in all my shoot files in the computer and back them up and by that time it's probably time for Shirley to go home so I 
Shirley leaves for the day and then I go home and I try to be home every day by 6 or 6.30 so I can be home when Benson's home with the kids and then Benson makes us dinner and I usually come home and just lay down on the couch because I'm so mentally tired and then I'm probably on Instagram posting um, from the day because I'll, I'll do a bunch of Instagram stories in the day for my business and have dinner with my family and then encourage the kids to go to sleep early so I can have Netflix and chill time with Benson because by that time I am super tired and then I love snacking at night which is super bad but I've been trying to snack healthier but we just binge some Netflix probably about like two or three episodes of our favorite series and then I fall asleep watching TV so that's like daily <laughs> oh geez Nadine and it, it's to our listeners tough. actually who uh, don't see what's going on in the background here when Nadine just answered this question she had her kids running around behind <laughs> her as she's recording okay she's she's got a lot on her plate and is just killing it as, oh my god you know, with the kids behind her as she's recording this very <laughs> podcast <laughs> Yeah, sorry for the weird noises. Oh my god. Yeah, I bribed those kids too to stay away from me during this this phone call here. But yeah, no Baskin Robbins for you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's over. Okay. All right. So now I've got another question. Well, thank you for the question. That was a really good question. Oh man, <laughs> that was a long answer. Sorry, guys. Um. So I got, I got a question for Julie, and here we go. All right, this is Joseph from California. I wanted to ask Julie, what is her dream car? Hi, Joseph from California. Oh, my God, I feel like I've heard this question so many times, and I think <laughs> we might have, like, discussed something similar on our episode zero, maybe. But the more I think about it, the more I kind of feel like at this point in my life, it's almost like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. <laughs> and that's, like, the one thing that I'm just not thinking about. It's just, like, I, growing up, I never had a favorite color either or, like, a favorite anything for the most part. It just depends on what I'm feeling at the moment. And honestly, right now, I think my goals in life is just, like, I don't really have that kind of financial freedom to just be like, oh, what car do I want? Like, or, you know, or things like that. Um, so I think, like, I don't know, I'm just such a, I'm so content with where I'm at. I'm like happy driving my Prius around. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just don't have any, any dream cars. My um, heart. My heart. I know, right? Um, but honestly, uh, last year when I went to SEMA, um, I did get to like, uh, go around in like a Raptor for the whole week and I was really feeling trucks which sounds really weird um, especially coming from me who's super short um, but I don't know and then when I was living in Nevada um, I swapped cars with my baby brother Thomas he had an FJ Cruiser so I had that for about a week but I really enjoyed big cars and I really like um, how you can go camping with it all like the fun off-roading activities you can do I think if I were to have a fun vehicle, I'd lean towards something really big, which is totally the opposite of what I have now. <laughs> you you drove a Suburban when we were on our NorCal trip, right? 
Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wine tasting, right? For Drea's bachelorette surprise party. That was a that was a big one. <laughs> How do you like to drive I, a suburban I like around? Bigger. I want even <laughs> bigger. You yeah, can't go the FK Cruiser was well, lifted. Um, and then the Raptor was like massive. Like I literally had to climb on the wheels to get up to the sea. <laughs> like it was massive. I don't know. I don't know. I really like big vehicles right now. I'm really feeling it. But it'd be a nightmare to park around SoCal. So. That's not something that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I, nice, honest answer. Okay. So here is one more for you, Julie. Here we go. Hi, my name is Andrew, and I'm calling from Fremont, California. And I have a question for Julie Vance. Um, Julie, so I just want to know what got you into cars and drifting and motorcycles? Just want to know, like, what started your passion for all three thank you bye hi andrew from fremont california i think we did go over this in episode three i want to say but um honestly it just breaks down to probably three things yolo you only live once fomo fear of missing out and girl power it's just one of those things where there's not that many female representatives i think in this type of sport and then when I first dipped my feet in and met all the Drifting Pretty Girls, we just became such good friends. And then the longer I stayed, the more friends I made, the more relationships I made. And so it just became like like a thing where I just stayed because, you know, we were able to bring in more girls who had no idea on even how to change their oil or even change a tire. And then we just built relationships. And now it's just become like a source I go to just to refill myself with the end of the week or just when I want lunches with somebody I'll just hit up you know Rochelle or something um yeah it's just it just kind of started off with more like a FOMO YOLO type of thing and it it became like a lifelong lifelong routine for me I yeah, guess for sure and Andrew yeah re-listen to Julie's episode because she went like super deep and like it's not even like I feel like yeah it's the FOMO YOLO but also even before that, like your experience when you were younger and stuff. So that was a good listen. But okay. Okay. Thank you, Julie. I appreciate it. All right. So this wraps up our round of Q&A questions. And listeners, thank you so much for sending in the questions for us. And it's so nice to hear you on our voicemail lines and just supporting us and, and asking these questions. And, you know, it's it makes us feel special. So thank you. Oh, um, yeah. Do you girls have anything else to add or want to ask each other before I wrap this Q&A up? Because this is the last Q&A of the season. Yay. Oh, I have one. I have one for Sarah. Okay. So um, I think I'm in that mood where I want to lose weight now. <laughs> Ooh. And, um. Like some, I'm I'm going with my coworker to to this gym, this CrossFit or whatever, because she invited me. So I said, "Fine, I'll do it." And she told me to buy some like, like equipment. I guess, Ooh. I guess. And so I'm wondering, you ever heard of those like waist trimmers or those waist trainers or whatever? Oh, those okay. You, I Are think those, you can. Like, does that even work? Because I'm like, I mean, I get, I I don't know if it works. Does it work? Okay, so remember, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but. <laughs> Number two, though, from uh, from the stuff I've heard with those is those are absolutely not 
good for you because what they're really doing is dehydrating the fat cells. So in a word, yes, they quote unquote work, but they're not actually causing permanent loss for you. So, um, and it may, uh, sometimes depending on what kind you get, it may actually weaken your core. Okay. So don't get it. Okay, cool. Cause don't I was it. like, funny, how is this supposed to, like, there's no, there's no science. Like, it doesn't sound like there's good science for this. Yeah. For this. Like, I think what they're supposed to do is make you sweat out all the water from that area. And it theoretically looks like you're slimming down, but it's just, yeah, it's not a good long-term, like, solution. <laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. The moment you drink I, water, it'll come back. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing, because I'm like, she's all like, you should get all these things. I'm like, ah. Oh, I feel like we need that, like, um, red stamp that says, like, <laughs> myth. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay. Okay, cool. Thank you. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, so anybody else? I have a question for Michelle. Nice. Yay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Michelle, um, I do have a question for you. Um, it's kind of off topic and random, but what is your number one relationship advice? Oh, wow. Gosh. <laughs> I just started a relationship after being not in a relationship for a very very long time um who did you start a relationship with rochelle <laughs> um she totally hates us right now some guy <laughs> some guy online i'll just answer for you <laughs> rochelle's dating that guy that she talked about on her episode when we interviewed <laughs> and she did the COVID date she ended up dating him okay okay go on go on rochelle what's your advice so, my advice is um I guess from from learning about first impressions, I guess, um, don't knock it till you try it, I guess, the second time around. I always go like with a with some things you always have to try it the second time in order to actually experience what it really is. So my advice is, I guess, is, you know, don't take your first impression as your final answer. Ooh, I like that. Oh, I love that. It sounds to me like you gave him a second chance. <laughs> no, I did because I was already saying no right? at that podcast. I was like, no, no. But then he kept he actually contacted me and kept talking to me, and so I was like, I, I did. We did click on the phone, so that's why it's kind of like okay. I'm starting to like grow. You're starting to grow on me, kind of thing. So oh. then that kind of went that way. Okay, oh. I like it. Oh, I yeah. love it. Nice. Can I ask another question? <laughs> Follow-up question? Sure, sure. Is it dirty? <laughs> no, no. Oh, my gosh, no. Um, this oh, sorry. actually also goes, same question to Sarah and Eugene, oh. because you guys have both been in very long relationships. Sarah, you've obviously been dating the same exact person since, like, you're in junior high. Well, not and then that Jean, long. you're married with children. <laughs> so, totally different levels. <laughs> well. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one um things are not always going to be easy and you guys will not always get along but something that is really good to keep in mind is that people do change and people do grow what you were like when you were 20 years old is not going to be the way you are when you're like 25 when you're 30 we're all still individual people who have our own growth and own things that we need to figure out for ourselves and that's one of the things that m with relationships and 
my advice is to do your best to recognize that your partner also has a growth path that they need to pursue on their own. Um, sometimes you won't, you guys won't be on the same page and you got to be okay with that. And just know that there are things to learn together, but there's things that need to be learned on your own. So when you're both understanding your, that you're both different people, then you can understand each other more. Mm. Right, so that's my thought. Okay. Dang, Sarah's all deep today. Damn. <laughs> I'm going to keep mine like concise. Like, I, have some, <laughs> I have some relationship rules. Um, this is how I knew or how I, how I roll. You need to be with somebody who makes you want to be a better person in life. Number one. Um, number two, you have to be with somebody and work at the relationship and make sure that you guys are always getting each other's backs and supporting each other in in whatever passions you want to pursue in life and decisions you want to make. You support each other and you guys are best friends. And if you don't consider your loved one a best friend, then shame on you. So, like, I think that those rules, first of all. And that, you know, those are my foundational rules. And then you have to keep it fresh and hot all the time. And so don't ever get in the monotony or say like, oh, we're too old to be affectionate or we're too old to go on a date. I go on dates whenever I can with Benson. Like it could be any, it probably every week because we just get away whenever we can and get that time together. And just have FaceTime, just me and him. And especially like now, because things are so crazy and we have four kids and, you know, he's working remotely and I have my business. Like I need that time, that FaceTime with him. And I feel like that is the fuel to keep our relationship going and fresh. Because if I don't feel that connection, then like my life kind of feels incomplete. So, so yo, that's it. Mic drop. Oh, those are good. Those are good. Concise. Like the, the, the dates and like just going and doing whatever, like, oh, too old to go on a date. It's like, just shut up. Like, it, you can go on a date at any time and no matter what age. I don't care. Like, if you're like, I want my grandparents to hear this and go, Lola, Lola, y'all should go on a date right now. That would be great. Nice, I, nice. I would love to see that. I, I don't want to see that, but I'm just saying it would be great. Yeah. <laughs> well, would you go on your dates with your kids, Nadine? Um, yeah, it's a different kind of date. I mean, we go out, we'll go out to eat like pre pre COVID, we would go out to eat like on Fridays to like a special place like Cheesecake Factory. And that is a different kind of date. But um, like, let's say your kids grow up. And yeah. they have their would nah. you go on nah. like that? Mm, that's gonna be oh, girl, that actually... ain't a date. That's family time. What are you talking about? Two different things. Oh, wait Two a different things. Wondering. Different cups. Okay, you got different cups in life. You got <laughs> the romantic, like, you know, you and your man cup. And then you got the family cup. You got the business cup, the social cup. All the <laughs> different cups of life. But nah, th those two cups are too small to be in with each other. Actually, different cups. Christy's old enough. She probably got a boyfriend now, don't she? No, Double no. date with mom and pops. Let's not talk. <laughs> Who's going to pay the bill? Everyone <laughs> Nadine's voice, oh their tone just changed. <laughs> my daughter is 23 years old, and I really don't want to talk about 
her in a relationship because it makes my blood boil. (laughs) This is the meat and potatoes. This is a good point. There's no uh, double dates in the future, near future for Nadine and her daughter. Not in the Sue family. Anyone anyone listening, if you have daughters, like, yo, you don't want to like, I'm sure you do not support them in their relationship. You don't want any man with them. This is so funny. This is why we're so crazy, guys. (laughs) I know. I know. No one's ever good enough. I know, right? Okay, look, this is a good note to end on because <laughs> look, at <All> right. us. <laughs> look at us. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for your questions. And, you know, I feel like this was a really nice and full episode where we had some really nice deep convos. And, um, you know, the questions that were asked, like I they're really good. And like if you know, it really evoked these great answers that like when I saw the questions, I'm like, oh, it seems like a really short, easy answer. But God, you guys are deep today. I'm loving it. Okay. Thank you, ladies. I will let you girls go back to, well, you know, you're racing in your cars <laughs> and your, oh my gosh, the crazy lives you guys lead. And um, that's it for you girls. So I'm going to hang up the phone on you guys. Thank you, ladies. Bye. Thank you, Nadine. Bye. 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 Oh, those are those are my girls. So awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And on the next episode of the Drifting Pretty Podcast, join us for our all hands on deck season finale. Yes, every single member returns as we celebrate the close of our 17th year in operation. And we look back on the season and reflect on the changes this podcast and Drifting Pretty, the organization, has made in our lives. You won't want to miss it. In the meantime, please follow us on Instagram at Drifting Pretty and visit our website at driftingpretty.com. And doll, we'll see you in the next one.